guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence with me, Janice. Today, I have a special guest with me. Emanuela Hall is a speaking and visibility coach who helps growth-minded entrepreneurs embody their leadership and speak with authority to attract dream clients with ease. But that's not all she is. She's also an actress, an award-winning playwright, director, and producer, an author, and a homeschooling mom. In this chat, we cover imposter syndrome, her time in Ghana, self-care, safe spaces, and so much more. I always love the chance to speak with a fellow Canuck, and I hope you enjoy this chat with Emanuela. Hi, I'm Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist and consultant. The Connections Coffee Confidence Podcast is for professional women entrepreneurs who have established themselves and their business, and they're ready to get serious about using the power of communication to surpass their business goals. On this podcast, I discuss everything from leadership to establishing a business vision to the intricacies of creating messaging, publicity, and more. I speak to women who excel in communications in their business, whatever they do, and get an inside look at how they created a thriving livelihood. So top up your mug and welcome to this week's episode. Well, welcome, Emanuela, and thank you so much for giving me some time today. I'm really excited to have a chat because I think you've done some amazing things, and I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing about them straight from you. So can you just give us a quick introduction to who you are and what you do? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, first of all. I love listening to your podcast. I love watching you as a fellow Canuck. I feel like <laughs> you're just so down to earth and relatable. And, you know, I don't see anyone else doing talking like you and doing what you're doing. So thank you for being all right. Well, you. that's that's all we have time for today. <laughs> <laughs> just thank wanted you. to say that first. And uh, yeah, so I am Emanuela. <laughs> 
Hall, and I'm a speaking and visibility coach. I help entrepreneurs who want to speak with more authority and stand in their leadership so that they can attract more clients through video and also just to hone in on their public speaking skills for any situation. If that's podcasts, it's that if that's live speaking engagements, just to feel better and be more powerful when they speak. And I got into this because I am an actor by trade. I went to theater school and worked for about 10 years with older adults, mostly living in long-term care and retirement homes. So for about a decade, that was, I developed a program where we did drama, music, and movement and helped them share their stories. We used to put on big productions. It was super fun. I loved it. And but I also then became a mom and wanted a little more remote remoteness, if that's a word. And I wanted the ability to be flexible and not have to like pack up my instruments and travel from place to place to place. It felt like this wasn't sustainable. So I had already had kind of that idea to switch to this back in 2020 and then COVID happened and I was no longer going into retirement homes. And it just felt like a great time to shift my positioning. And then I also wrote a play the year before and performed it here. And that kind of sparked my idea of really helping people to share their stories. And as I saw in 2020, so many entrepreneurs coming online and suddenly, you know, having to use video, even if they were like, a baker or <laughs> a plumber. Everyone's like, well, you got to be on social media. You know, you have to, you have to show up. And this was our only way to connect with people. So I felt as though there was a need for people to be able to speak and be able to show up on video and not be super afraid and also just stand in their power and, and speak their story. That's so interesting. It's funny because I I was just listening to a different podcast the other day where they were talking about how many businesses when the pandemic hit just froze. And yet Mm. there were a certain number of people who were like, oh my gosh, this is an, an amazing opportunity. I'm there. And it's been wonderful to watch you like see that opportunity and really grab it and, and go after it with your whole heart. Because I think watching you, Mm. when you do your work, you put your whole heart into it. You don't, you don't have show up for anything. Oh, thanks, Janice. I feel like I do too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, and I think that's the big, the big point is that people can sniff it. You know, people can sniff it if you're half-assing it. Oh, am I allowed to say that on here? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And people that's essentially, I mean, we hear the word authentic all the time, which I I kind of have my own pet peeves about, but you just want to be you, but you're like your best self, you know, put your best self forward and, and shine your best qualities. It doesn't mean we aren't, we don't all have bad days and we don't all have bad pieces of ourselves, but when you're coming up to do your job, do it with passion and people will see that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, it's something that always strikes me, like with your reels and everything, like I always, I always am very um, admiring of the fact that you're there, like you are right there, all of you. Um, And I don't underestimate how difficult that can be. So no, it, it always, it stands out to me. 
what I like about watching you as well is the fact that like I talk about communications from like a strategic standpoint and having your messaging and all that stuff, but you come at communications from more of the physical, emotional aspect. You're training as an actor and working as a coach with women. Uh, sorry, is it just women or do you work with men as well? You know, I don't say women, but I do mostly work with women. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to be I, clear I have, before I have I... yet to work with a man. So I'm starting to just embrace that. That's, that's probably the, uh, the niche there. <laughs> that's who you attract. Yeah. And you know, I don't mean to sound sexist against men, but I do find that women need this more. I, yeah. I've, I've noticed that a lot of men in the online space, they don't have as much of the struggles as we do with our inner dialogue. I'm not saying many of them don't. I'm super generalizing here. But of course, because of the society, you know, the way things have been set up, men haven't been told to stay quiet as much as women. So I think I just seem to attract more women because women need a little bit more of that, like you're worthy. It's okay. It's from what I've seen. Not to say there aren't men that don't need that help too, but it's not a bad I, message for anybody. Yeah, anybody exactly. who needs it, there exactly. it is. You're providing it. <laughs> yeah. So you had, I love how you just kind of glossed over how you wrote a play. No, that's a major thing. You wrote it, you acted in it, you produced it, you directed it, and you won Best in Venue in 2019 at the Hamilton. Was it the Hamilton Festival? Yeah, Fringe Festival. Mm -hmm. That's ginormous. Like that is, that is the ultimate at self-expression and really backing yourself and seeing yourself through. Like, can you, can you tell me basically all about that? Because that, that to me it's so impressive. I don't even have words for it. To me, it's overwhelming even thinking about taking over, taking on such a big project and such a, a really personal material as well. Mm. All I can say is when you're doing exactly what you love, then it doesn't feel so big. And it's interesting for you to say that to me because I see the things you do and other people do. And I think, oh my gosh, I could never do that. And so it's because I've always performed, I've always been on stage, but, but you're right. The, the fact that I put my own story, that's a whole different ballgame. I will say that. And I think that's, that's as an actor, mostly we're always saying other people's lives, you know, yes, we're bringing them to life and we're interpreting them in our own way, but it's a whole different ball game when I wrote the writing part was the scariest part because the writing part and sharing your personal story, whether that's in writing or on stage is like, what makes my story so special that people are going to want to hear it. And I guess because I, I was far enough removed from it by that point. So I had my first child And then I was writing the play when I had my second child three years later. 
So I had already healed the story a little bit, right? And I was a little bit removed to be able to share it openly. And by that point, I had seen so many other moms going through the same things as me that I thought maybe this is the play that I wish I had seen when I was going through that. And that's what I try to tell people is like, it feels self-indulgent. Like we've been told like, oh, don't talk about yourself. But when you do it from a place of service, like what could they get out of this? What could this specific audience member get? And I had, I had moms messaging me after on Instagram saying, I, it was a 20 minute play. So it was, it was not a huge time commitment. And they would say like, that was the perfect time to come out between feeds with my new baby and watch a show. And I felt so seen because, you know, it was, it was about my struggles with breastfeeding and early motherhood. So that is how I guess I got the motivation. And because I love performing and I love being on stage, I'm just, I'm a ham. What can I say? But uh, that's what I felt drawn to you, Janice. And when we spoke in my group and you talked about, you know, when you, when you approach a podcast or when you approach the media, make it about what they can get. And it's the same thing in theater. You know, it's all about like, what are you giving to the audience? What, what do you want them to do with that information? I wish that I had had access to something like your play when Mm -hmm. I was going through similar struggles. So I really commend you for stepping up and talking about early motherhood and breastfeeding and all the challenges. I love the fact that you acknowledge you did it a little bit later once you have you had already started to heal your story. I still think it was very brave and it was a massive thing. And then you won uh, Best in Venue. Yeah, that was really crazy, but I definitely did go pretty balls to the wall with the marketing. <laughs> like I took a whole day and was like, today is the day I got childcare. And I went to every post that we were allowed to post on. And I put it up there and I spammed social media. Like that was my first really experience with like marketing on social media. And, but I just really was passionate. I really believed in the story. And the other thing I wanted to say is like, I feel like we have a lot of comparison when it comes yeah. to sharing our story. Like I still think this way. Okay. Yeah breastfeeding was a, was a challenge and the pressure we put on ourselves as new parents to do everything like by the books and perfectly is something we need to talk about. But then you hear another story where someone went through something so much more traumatic and you think like, is this really important? You know, at least it wasn't that. And that, that's definitely something that comes up. I think when we share a story, like, Mm. is this dramatic enough? Is it important enough? And It's just like anything else in business. When you know who you're talking to, you know that it matters because they are the people that need to hear it. You don't need to have everybody hear it. But so the fact that, that yes, that I won that award was super validating to me that this is something people need to hear. You've done a a lot of traveling as well. Like you, you studied down in the States and you have spent time in Italy. Can you tell me how you think your time traveling and your experiences helped shape your business today? Wow. I have never been asked this question and I'm so excited to talk about traveling. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I haven't done much traveling in two years. So this is like, if if you're allowing me to just walk down memory lane and tell you about traveling, 
Yes. Uh, that's so interesting. I was actually just thinking about that. So I have homeschooling now. And in one of the homeschool curriculums, we were learning about Africa. And once a week, we meet with other moms who are using the same curriculum. It's like a community group. And they said, has anyone been to Africa? And I put my hand up. <laughs> I was like, wow, oh, that's something that. I don't. Yeah, I, we, I went to Africa in 2010 and to, to Ghana. I volunteered with an organization that was spreading HIV AIDS awareness through African dance and drumming. Oh my God. It was amazing because I got to learn African dance and, and not so much the drumming, but the dancing and got to, you know, also spread awareness. So that definitely impacted me because I realized that the power of the arts to tell stories and to educate people on something that's kind of like a not so great topic, but we made it fun and we made it accessible. So we would actually go into the villages where, you know, places where they still thought if you did a certain ritual, you know, you could cure HIV AIDS. And so it was very eye-opening. Then in 2014, my husband and I, pre-kids, we did our yoga teacher training together in Brazil. And so that, then I did a lot of yoga and that impacted, you know, the way I, I thought about movement as a dancer and then learning yoga. And so really my, my goal in life is like to try and combine all of my passions into like this perfect business, which sometimes doesn't always translate so great because you have to realize some things aren't meant to, you know, be monetized. You can just love them and, and you can do them. They don't have to impact your business, but definitely the traveling per se, just, you know, seeing how other cultures communicate and I love food the way that you love coffee. I love coffee too, but, um, I love food. I know you brought up, brought up Italy and I'm like, does she want me to talk about espresso? Cause, <laughs> cause, cause I could go down that rabbit hole too, but yeah, I love, love food. I love culture. You know, it's been really hard to not have a, a vacation planned on the horizon, but hopefully soon. Yeah. I, I was wondering about that as well, like with the yoga training and the dance, like you, you do flamenco and like, so my brother-in-law got married in Seville in Spain. So we, through connections, we went into this like dark alley with a secret knock on a gate and it got into this fairly private flamenco dancing Mm. place i don't even know how to describe it because it's not a bar they did have drinks over to the side but the main focus of this establishment are the dancers and the passion and the precision and when i think about you doing all of these different things like the dancing and the singing and the yoga and the being trained as an actor and a playwright there's so much in there about expression how are you able to help people who are like either blocked or find a challenge around that expression do you pull on all of those different things at different times let me let me make sure i get it so how do i kind of draw out people's natural uh, expression if they maybe haven't, aren't used to expressing themselves? Yeah. Like 
Do you pull from specific experiences that you've had through like your training or your, your experiences, or do you take everything inside of you and then like approach things in a holistic mm. way? Mm. Probably a little of A and a little of B. <laughs> Depends on the person. So if I'm running like a workshop, then I'm going to do the A part, you know, pull on all the things I know and just deliver it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm working one-on-one coaching with someone, then I can let them lead the way because I'll just pull out what I see that they need. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market does that make sense it totally does Yeah. So for example, if somebody comes to me and they're like, I feel like my voice physically, I can feel like a lump in my throat. Like I feel like there's a block, right? I mean, in the yoga world, they might work on opening up your throat chakra. So you could do some yoga throat chakra exercises, but I like to really think of where the voice could come from, from a different part of your body. So we do like what's called the resonance ladder and we work through moving through the body to feel where your sound can come from that resonates. It could resonate more in your gut. It could resonate in the crown of your head. And we kind of go through that to kind of open up the pathways 
through movement. So I always start in the body. Let's see what the body's telling us. What does it feel like? And most people, it's not even so much the voice, it's being taking up space. That is the first challenge. Just being being able to stand there and be seen and know that it's safe to like to exist and to be here. We need to first feel that and regulate our breathing and all of that and stay grounded. And then the voice can come. So, but for somebody else who maybe is super out already kind of an extrovert, pretty confident, loves talking, but maybe they want to hone in on their skills a little bit more, then we might do more breath work to calm them down, or we can really focus on the theatrical piece of it, you know, connecting with your audience. That's the fun part of coaching is that you do get to kind of like, Ooh, let's see how this works. You know, I actually, I take voice lessons and my voice teacher yesterday, she'll just throw things at me that she's making up on the spot. She's like, Hey, I want you to sing with your hand up here by your face, twinkling your fingers. And I'm like, okay. And then we do it. And my voice comes out like, it's so different. So sometimes it's really like trusting yourself and being in the moment and seeing what what might come up when you explore different things. And a lot of it's trial and error. There's bravery in that too, though. There's bravery in that whole process of recognizing that you want to be heard and then taking up that space and making yourself be heard. And there's bravery in that trial and error of getting through that journey. Does that ever feel like it's a bit much to carry or do you take that on? Like, how do you protect your energy? I've developed self-care rituals. (laughs) If you want to get woo with me, we'll go woo. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've learned through not having them, how much I need them. Like even just coming on this call with you, I'm like, I can't, I can't come on the call if I haven't like moved my body you know, had a cold shower, (laughs) done these specific things. It gets really ritualistic, but a lot of breath work too. And when, when you're with people one-on-one to kind of use the breath to release what you need to release a lot of journaling, kind of like offering it up. I mean, the same tools that I, I think anyone that's like a healer may probably uses, but, uh, and always, always adding to your toolkit too. But definitely needing, just like being a mom, you got to fill your cup first. You got to make sure your energy is right because then you can take it on. And yeah, it's an interesting, it's great that you asked me that because I think people forget how deep you can go with voice work. Like it can bring up a lot of stuff. And I do have support people that I can call on and say, hey, can you talk to this client? Because, you know, they're a therapist. So I always try to do a little, um, what do you call it? Like a warning or a before a workshop, just to say like, this may bring up things that you're very unexpected that are very unexpected, which has happened before. People are like, I don't know why I'm having this. I don't know why I'm having this reaction. But of course, if you've had to suppress your voice or you've changed your voice or you've manipulated it in a certain way to fit in or whatever, there's so many reasons why we change our voice. And now you're realizing this, it's going to, it's going to bring things up. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you know, as soon as you were talking about like starting in the body and, you know, like the throat blockages and stuff like that, I was thinking, wow, that is there that can often signify something else going on. And then, yeah, I was just really curious about how you protect your own self. I don't, I don't know that I would be able to do that kind of work with somebody like that. I, I don't know. I feel like you, you offer such um, an empowering skill, but when it comes to taking that big step into the empowerment, it's scary. It can be scary. Absolutely. And like to hold space for, for someone else to explore that. But I'll tell you where I first kind of decided that I wanted to go into helping people as opposed to just performing. When I finished theater school, there was an opportunity to complete your degree with the new school. And so I completed my degree. So I have, I have the piece of paper that says I have a BFA in musical theater, but nine, like 40% of the courses I took were drama music therapy. So I actually was planning to become a drama therapist and a music therapist. That was sort of my long-term goal. And um, I was going to apply to Concordia because that's the only place in Canada that offers the drama program, drama therapy. So I really, I learned a lot about holding space and it was hard as someone who came from a Russian ballet background and classical piano, like, yes, I learned the arts, but I learned how to do them the right way. I didn't really know how to express myself off the book, you know? I did it the way I was told to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, which makes the journey that you've gone on so much more impressive. Like to go from something that is highly technical, like the classical music and the Russian ballet, to your play, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's a journey in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned, I learned so much about myself that, you know, the perfectionism and all of that, you you can't in ballet, you can't be, you can't have your finger in a slight wrong angle. And I had a a Russian teacher who literally used to like, you know, tap our bums and say, you know, squeeze tighter. Like it was borderline, not okay. But, um, it wasn't until college that I um, started to realize like, oh, that's not really creative expression. That's just doing what they're telling me to do. So I started to explore that. And that's how I started working with older adults because I really wanted to have help other people see how empowering and how eye-opening it, eye-opening it is to express yourself through the arts because you learn so much about yourself. And I had so many people in my programs when I worked with older adults that had never done drama. Like I would chase them down the hall, be like, Jim, come do drama today. He's like, ah, leave me alone. And then he was literally like the star of every play for eight years. Like he he would say to me all the time, I can't believe you got me doing this stuff, but they left it. They would make up their own characters. 
And that was part of it too, right? Like, what is that character that you've always wanted to kind of like play out or live out like your alter, <laughs> your alias? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it it's super fun for me to just hold the space for people to explore and not be judged for it. And then when they're ready, they can go make that video or write that play, but just to be able to explore it in, in community. Mm-hmm. It's really like, I'm going to, I'm going to be woo. It's very magical. <laughs> I believe that. And so your most recent expression has been contributing to a book. Can you tell me about the book? Yes, that was, see, that was the, all the unworthiness coming up there. I had a friend reach out to me. She and I went to elementary school together, lost touch for years and years. She's an actress as well. And she said, you know, I'm putting together this book called Mama's Gotta Grow. It's part two. Part one was Mama's Gotta Work. And she's actually, she works on the show Working Moms with CBC. I am totally mainlining that right now. Like I have been binging that like crazy. Yeah. So good. The, The main character of that that produced working moms, she wrote the forward for the first book. So they already kind of had like a following and she said, do you want to write a chapter in the second book? And I was like, I'm not an author. This is not, (laughs) you know, Uh, but it was super cool. And unfortunately with, with all the shortages, like the book was delayed quite a bit because of paper and all that jazz, but it was just really neat to see your name in a book. <laughs> yeah. Super, super basic. Like, wow, my name is in a book and, uh, and it's on the back of a book and my, my picture's in here. So what I did in my chapter, uh, so all of the, the whole book was all about inspiring conscious growth through motherhood. So I basically talked about my play and how you can use that as a formula to reconnect to yourself in motherhood, because what I found, and you may may feel this way too, Janice, is it's like you do all these things and then you become a mom and suddenly you're like, I forget who I am Mm -hmm. because your whole world is like poopy diapers and, you know, researching the best bassinet for six hours a day. And you're like, "Why, why am I doing this? So all of a sudden you start to come out of the fog and you're like, am I even anything anymore? And that was part of writing my play was sort of to prove to myself that like, yes, I, I still can contribute to, to the world. And I kind of go through in my chapter, how you can kind of find yourself again through creative expression, through self-care, through community, and then sharing your story ultimately. And sharing your story can doesn't have to be on on stage, but in whatever whatever way you feel called to. Most of the authors are Canadian women as well, and they come from all walks of life. A lot of it surrounds uh, like the pandemic and how moms had to make so many adjustments. So there's there's entrepreneur moms, there's single moms, there's you know moms of four kids living in a bus out in the. <laughs> out in the wild. There's just the different types of moms in the book. It's really, really cool to be a part of. I like the representation. I like the fact that um, it's not just the same 
um, situation with small variations in the story. I love the fact that the world is opening up to give more opportunity to be more, you know, to tell the different stories and to, to so we can see the different people because there's always that little bit of shame, you know, when you're, when you, when you see the same thing over and over and over and you know, that's not you, there's that little bit of shame that can, that can fester. And so I think it's so important when to be able to see and to read other people's stories and hear them. So I'm definitely, that book's going on my list. <laughs> it's going awesome. on my list. Yeah. What do you do in your business right now? You offer one-on-one coaching and that I'm assuming is um, online. Like it, you don't have to be in Ontario. Nope. Yeah. It's virtual. Perfect. Yeah. And then what else do you, you have a program I have a program that I'm launching in March. So it's kind of, kind of in the works. I did run. Yes. So I have an eight week course that you can take, but that, and then you can always add on coaching to that course. We ran it last year. It's called the uh, Captivating Speakers Academy. It's an eight week course program, but the, um, the big dream that's going to develop next month is like a a mastermind for entrepreneurs who want to have a space to kind of practice their skills. There'll be virtual performance nights and monthly workshops where we explore our inner child and, and improvisation and like just a, a space to create, but also learn skills and how to, how to speak and how to present with more confidence. That sounds really exciting. And is this, um, as a mastermind, is it like a, a one-off mastermind experience or is it going to be like a membership kind of mastermind? Like, how do you, how is this going to work out? That's a really good question because I keep, I keep kind of trying to decide that still. I love the idea of people going through something together and having that close, you know, knit community and they grow, but I also think it could be something that you can take again and again and again and every time get more results and get better. And so I think for now, it'll be a, everybody starts, you know, a cohort kind of thing. Everybody starts together and we move together. And eventually I would like it to grow and evolve into more of a master uh, membership idea. Oh, I think that's, it's, it's in the works, but because most of the people I talk to these days, and I don't know if it's just the time we're living in. I find they really crave the group program, the group aspect. It's like, we want to be in community. We are craving it so much. Of course, with the voice and speaking one-on-one is where you're going to really have a big transformation. Same with what you do, right? Like you can't, there's not a one size fits all for every business and every, every person and every voice. However, you get that confidence because you're practicing in community with people or you feel safe. So yes, that is going to start probably mid-March. There'll be a little, a little challenge ahead of that to kind of get people excited about it. And yeah, I'm very, very excited. So Emanuela, can you tell me where everybody can find you 
and find all about you where they can follow you where you prefer to be followed all the details so everybody can come and love on you Sure. My favorite place is, of course, my Visible Entrepreneurs Facebook group. That's where we get really intimate and I host weekly live trainings. And once a month, I have a guest come in. But I'm also on IG, which I enjoy doing some reels. <laughs> so if, you, if you're down for some fun reels, you can check me out there. It's Emanuela underscore speaking coach. And I do have a YouTube channel. It's Emanuela Speaks. Those are my main gigs. Perfect. And I will have links to all of those in the show notes. And uh, really, (laughs) I really appreciate you taking a deep dive into some unexpected territories. I really loved listening to how you you just explore the self-expression and how it was part of your own journey. And now you get to help other people go through the same, their own experience. I think that's incredibly powerful work. And I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk about it. Oh, thank you. I loved sharing it. It's, it's not every day you get to kind of go back and relive it. And, you know, we always talk about progress and sometimes you don't see the progress until somebody like you comes along and points it out. And so you've kind of given me a little boost in my day, Janice. <laughs> now I need to go do something to kind of bring me back down because I'm feeling feeling pretty good about myself right now. But <laughs> no, you, you keep that feeling. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you keep that it, feeling. it was a lot of fun to talk to you. I love listening to you and I love learning from you. I learned so much from you. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening this week. I invite you to sign up for my email list or join me in the Connections Coffee and Confidence community on Facebook. Those are the people who get first dibs on any classes or products I create and they benefit from the extras I can't get into in a podcast format. I also lovingly request that if you've enjoyed this podcast, you leave a review on Apple. When I see a new review, I get so excited, I almost spill my cappuccino froth. Almost. And if you're a woman entrepreneur who's ready to get serious about using the power of communications to grow your business, send me an email at Janice at JaniceFogarty.com. All my details are in the show notes. Thank you again for listening today, and I'll chat with you again next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.